Reconnaissance Media activated. You are now entering Dad Mode, a podcast with a dad's eye view, and we are your hosts, the friendly neighborhood amazing daddy, Rich, and I am the Papa of Steel, Edge James. Well, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon to you. Greeting, <laughs> greetings and salutations. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> How are you? Good day. Yeah, that made no sense. Anyway. <laughs> how, how do you do? How do you good day? How are you good how day? How do you good day, good sir? Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but anyway, everything's good. Yeah. It's a day off for me. It's great. Not having to work my day job. Get to concentrate on dad mode. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And then uh, I got to get ready for this trip down south. Well, we'll see you soon, won't we? Yeah. yeah it's going to be good. How about, uh, how about you guys? What's going on? Man, good. Kids are on Christmas break. Um, my youngest daughter is here at the house uh, playing Roblox as we speak. On the PlayStation? My old... No, on the computer. Oh, okay. PC gaming. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then my oldest is at a Spurs camp, like the San Antonio Spurs, the Spurs Sports and Technology Camp. Oh, so okay. they play basketball the majority of the day, and then Accenture, which is a tech company, hosts or teaches them about technology um, through various spots or throughout various uh, slots in the day. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Okay. Which is a uh, good segue yeah. into what we'll be speaking about, which is regulating kids with tech. Yeah. Now, I'm glad. This is going to be a really good episode. With the holidays and New Year and, you know, for some of you parents out there that are that are just starting to get your kids into technology, I think this will be a good starting point um, or at least a, a supplemental thing to listen to to kind of help you with your decisioning. Yeah. And I know a lot of people want to get those iPads and Galaxy tablets and for their kids, Amazon, things like that. So it's always good to understand what's going on with those. Well, you know, the the best way to enjoy a Galaxy tab uh, is like what well, the first step is to put it in the trash. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <right>. Wow. <laughs> I've never been a fan of those Android tablets. I really wanted to like it. And I was just like, I I tried Amazon's Kindle that was, you know, like it's it's an Android That's tablet. That's trash. Tried I tried uh somebody's yeah. Samsung Galaxy tablet a long time ago. I think I even got my hands on the Pixel and I was just like, these are not touching the iPad nor the surface, because the surface is just yeah. basically Windows. Mm-hmm. But with with a with a two uh two in one, you know, the original two in one aspect or whatever. So, yeah, that's true. I I know I wanted to try a Galaxy just so it can be in that same ecosystem. Could I? Of course, mm-hmm. I have a Galaxy phone, and I don't know. I just haven't really needed a tablet just because I got the Ultra, and that's literally almost like a tablet. It's all in one because it's a big enough screen that I need. And I know we just had just got this Apple iPad uh, Pro, and it's actually really good. Like I'm like a fan of it. I just wish that it was. Not Apple, but whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it's it's really good. I'm not gonna lie. I I don't use it every day. Uh, yeah. My wife uses it for you know editing for the show and for Chasm and everything. And she's in love with it. Like it's one of the best investments that we ever had. She got the the pro, right? Yeah, she got the pro, the 11 inch or whatever. Yeah, size man, it that is. thing is that thing is the truth. Like I wanted to get a tablet, but I just for me. It's like it's just another device. I either go from my phone or straight to a laptop or yeah, a computer, computer like a full blown mm-hmm. desktop or you laptop. Got Mac. Yeah, yeah, I've got especially a Mac you get the, the what thirteen. That's like just like a tablet, <laughs> as far as size wise. Oh, mine is a sixteen. No, I had I had I wanted the biggest experience possible. Nah, 
Makes so sense. I mean, yeah. now it's not the most portable because of that size, but it's not like I'm carrying a freaking, uh, you know, a, ma- a tomb, a headstone for, a, yeah. <laughs> you know, something. Do you take your computer around as far as travel with it? I have. I took it with me when I went to Maryland last week because I needed okay. to do some quick editing. Um, I mm-hmm. didn't use my laptop though for more than one day, so honestly, I didn't need to bring it, but yeah. I had it. You know, yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. For the most part, it stays docked. Like it sits here on my desk. Every once mm-hmm. in a while, if I got to go somewhere to record, then yeah, I'll bring it with me. Or if I got to edit something because it's on here, so yeah, 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 no doubt. But like um, before we get rolling in some tech, do we have any? You have any shout outs or gratitude? Yeah, so I want to give a shout out to my my dad. Uh, nice. Right now, they're in Puerto Rico. Mom and dad are out there. They are enjoying their 50th anniversary and my dad's birthday's today. Oh, uh, happy December. birthday, Pops. Uh, happy birthday, Papa. You know, this, uh, I never call him Papa. I don't know where that came from. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's crazy. December is a very busy month for the Murray family. Uh, we wow. have, yeah, it's just crazy. You know, you got my wife's birthdays on the 8th. Yep. Mine's the 18th. Our anniversary is the 11th. Mom and dad's anniversary is the 15th. My sister's anniversary is the 16th. Um, yeah, dad, you know, sister's birthday is the 24th. Brother-in-law is mm-hmm. the 23rd. I mean, yeah, money is just funneling out. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> get through it. And then we got March when it comes to the baby's kids. So it's like, yeah, December's a busy month. But, you know, we're gonna, we always get through it. We just have one big happy family meeting and just go crazy when it comes to celebrations but yeah just yeah. want to give a shout out to my family you know it's uh supporting me all these years and it's been great you know so yeah what about you uh, no i i totally hear you from mid-november to about the first week actually yeah first week of january it's always busy we got you know trey's birthday my sister's uh anniversaries, your birthday, Christmas, my brother's birthday, my wife's birthday, my my dad's birthday. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. And speaking of which, you know, I told you in person, well, <laughs> virtually, uh, happy belated birthday. Your birthday was yesterday. That's also my parents' anniversary. So oh, shout okay. out to my mom yeah. and dad. Happy birthday awesome. or, or happy anniversary to them. And uh, I want to give a very special warm thank you to San Antonio's drug court, my father, my pops, he was a, a mentor and an alumni, and uh, they they wanted to give us gifts, um, kind of like honoring him. So that was really nice of them That's to awesome. do that. They put some money together. So we went there for a little Christmas shindig yesterday, and the kids okay. were really excited. They got some gift cards. My youngest, he got a Wolverine Lego so, uh, thing, so he's really excited to put it together. He's like, like this big is one or just like a little tiny yeah, it's one? Like, it's like 357 pieces, so you know, it's a decent oh, okay. size. Yeah, it's probably like okay. from... You know, elbow to wrist. You look, okay, you got, good. Y'all can't see my camera, but whatever your arm is, unless you're Kawhi Leonard, it's pro- for the average person, it's about. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or Wemby, for that matter. Those are basketball players, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, about elbow to wrist, somewhere in between there. It might be a little bit smaller than that. So maybe no, forearm, cool. forearm, to, uh, forearm to wrist or something. But yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. As we roll into technology, I want to talk about some old technology. I want to talk about liquid energy for just a moment. So, uh, you know what? One more shout out to my boy Emilio and his new wife, Miss Jenna. They hooked us up um, with a French press. And a French press is a different way of brewing coffee. You have a lot of times it's a glass container. This one's stainless steel. It's made by Zojirushi. Um, they gave us the container for like at, at our little Friendsgiving. And uh, it, it's great, man. So you pour, you, you grind up your coffee. Usually you do a little bit more coarse, right? So you grind up the coffee and then you pour it in the French press. You take hot water, you pour it in there, and then you seal it off and you let it sit usually four to eight minutes. This one says four. So four to four minutes, you wait. I'd usually do like five or six because I just typically forget. I don't time myself at exactly four minutes. Yeah. So you let it sit. And when you're ready, you slowly push the thing down and it squeezes and holds the coffee grounds, right? And so 
your, your caffeine content and the flavor is a little different because it, the coffee is directly touching the water versus using a filter. And then mm. when you pour it, it does the stuff doesn't come pour, falling out the, the bits and all that because it's, it's closed off. It's squeezed. So I had some of that it, this morning. It was great. Is it hot? Like oh, yeah, hot, it's hot. hot water. Okay. I wasn't yeah. sure if you oh, use yeah. hot water, if it's like cold water you're putting in there. It's like, it's, it's, no, it's no, 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 okay. no. Hot water. So yeah. Yeah. 11 minutes into the show, and we have yet to talk about how the heck we're regulating these kids. So let's get rolling. <laughs> now give me so much coffee. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> right? Actually, it's funny it. because I gave my youngest daughter a, a little bit of coffee that was left. She wanted to try it. I, I made it, you know, not so... I made it Starbucks style, right? Not so bitter yeah. and strong. I, I told her to try it as is, and she was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. My kids don't like it. Like, they don't like my coffee. Can I drink it? Just not black, but like as coffee as I can get compared to my wife's, he does like 20% coffee and 80% creamer and sugar. Oh, no, heck no. (laughs) I throw a little MCT oil and some uh, cocoa butter in there. I'm good. Dang. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's get into this uh, regulation. Yeah. So technology. Let's, let's, let's start with like our generation and maybe older. When you and I were little boys, we had the Nintendos and, and there was shoot, there was Atari probably, like remnants of the Atari still around. And yeah. maybe even maybe even a, a Commodore sixty four. Sega. Sega. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean we had video games, Game Boys, the handhelds, you had TV. So those things were around, although when the you and I channels. were young fellas, no, there's more than six channels. <laughs> <laughs> we're not that old. Um, yeah, I know. Right when you and I you and I were kids. You know, there might have been one to two TVs in the house, maybe two. Uh, as we got older, it became more like you get a TV in your room, you get a TV in this spot, you get a TV in the garage, you know. So that's that's kind of how it goes. Now, I got my first computer was a Commodore 64. My mom had it. I played Frogger on it. I remember that. I'm trying to think of some other games. But I didn't, I didn't, I grew up an only child. I have siblings, but I didn't grow up around my siblings. And I yeah. bring that up is because I know that there are different situations for each household, depending on a number of kids and the type of person that you're dealing with or child that you're dealing with. So in my house, I was allowed to watch TV, play video games and the like. Uh, my parents didn't give me a set amount of time, but they would say if I was up on the games too long, Hey man, go do something. Okay. But a lot of times, I wanted to be outside. That's kind of the difference, I think, between kids these days versus versus kids back then and then beyond or, or and earlier. You know, we would always want to be outside. Now, my kids yeah. are spending a lot more time outside because the weather is nice. But in the summertime, catch me outside. How about we don't do that? <laughs> yeah. And that's so, the same up here, too. Yeah, because Which we is crazy because your weather's nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. in the wintertime. Well, it's probably yeah, in the wintertime, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like vice versa, you know. So yeah. we, my kids, they... They love to go, you know, they love to go outside in the summertime, but then in the wintertime, it's like, it's too dang cold outside. So it doesn't <laughs> make sense to, especially, yeah. up, you know, negative temperatures. Yeah, but, no, I, yeah, get, I get that. that. I totally get that, man. So come about 94-ish, yeah, we had Windows, I think, 3.1. And then later on, we got Windows 95, and that's when it really started to turn into like, Technology, technology. And even with that, the internet wasn't then what it is now. So I'd get on America Online or before that it was CompuServe. You remember that? Exactly. Mm -hmm. You got mail. File done. Mm -hmm. Welcome. You know, you'd get all that stuff. But um, I would get in the chat rooms and things like that. You know, there was no social media. Now, look at kids today. They're born with it. Yeah. If you if your child is born or was born, shoot. But it'd be safe to say 2005 and beyond, maybe 2000, definitely 2010. Yeah, definitely 2010 and then maybe 2007 or 8. At least that's when they're starting to yeah. be at least in, you know, when it comes to technology being introduced and you know, we you have know cell what? phones of course. I'm with so, that. Yeah. So so let's say 2005 to seven ish, because you know right about right about 2007, I think is the year the iPhone came out, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah. So that was there, the yeah. advent of the actual smartphone. Before that, you had the BlackBerry, you had Windows phones, you had a uh, what is it, the Sidekick by T-Mobile was or whatever. IPod, was that the gaming one for iPhone? Was that an iPod? No, iPod was just straight up music. The music. Okay. Yeah, right. that's the big one where you just spun the circle. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. You. Yeah, I had my my aunt had an iPod. I was so jealous. I was like, "What is that?" She's like, "This is where all my music is." Remember Zune? I had a Zune too. Yeah, yep. I had a Zune. I was like, "I'm not getting an iPod. I'm too cool for that." And I got a Zune, and then that died in like within two years. I was really depressed. Three. I'm sorry. No, no, I take that. I take that back. It didn't die. They stopped supporting it. They Microsoft, stopped supporting yeah, it. They yeah. stopped supporting it within two years. So they killed it. So in a sense, it died. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know. Kids now, they've got tablets, video games, computers, cell phones. Um, what else am I forgetting? Social media, right? Then there's all these other different side or, or sub-genres of tech that they have their access to. What we're going to do is try to help you navigate some of those waters. We're not going to be able to cover everything in depth. I would have to start an entire series on that. And if I'm being 1 million percent honest, I don't have time for all that. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, we could touch on it. Because this, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think this is a technology that, or excuse me, this is a topic that will allow us to do deep dives into specific sectors of tech. So if you would like to hear something more specific, dadmodepod at gmail.com at dad mode pod on all the things in the metaverse, the X verse, which just sounds really weird. Yeah. Um, I, wouldn't, I don't know. I don't that know about that. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe I ain't going to go. Let's that just far. say Twitter, man. Can we just go back to Twitter and then they <laughs> no. can be, it's gotta no? be X. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> Elon likes exhibit, man. Yeah, that's true. So let's start with something as simple as TV. Yeah. How young should I let my kids watch TV? You know, I've read the studies, a lot of them. I I honestly don't have one to point out to anybody at this moment in time, but I'm I if you if that's something that's desirable in the future, you know, maybe I can just we could just talk about this and something else. But mm-hmm. I read a lot of them saying, hey, three years old is, is kind of where you're, it's it's kind of okay. I think, actually, I think they say ages like two to five is where they say you should get like an hour or less of screen time per day. Now, yeah. I don't think that is realistic for the working parents. It's just, it time gets away from you. You don't realize how quickly an hour goes by. It, I mean, it goes by quick when when, it goes my, by el- quick. when yeah. my eldest was a baby and I would be watching TV and watching, you know, I used to work three days a week. I'd work three 13 and a half hour shifts and then have the other days off to go to school. And so I would have her in the morning and I would go to school in the afternoon or at night, right? And she'd be sitting in my arm and I'm watching Sons of Anarchy or anime or whatever, The Man of Steel. And it goes by quick, man. You're like one episode, bam. Next one, dang, next one. Four hours later, where's the day gone? So mm-hmm. I'm an adult with a better sense of self-control. Apply that to a child. And if both the child and the parent are distracted, and I say distracted, meaning like the child is interacting with the content whilst the parent is working or cleaning up or whatever, they work some sort of project, It 30 minutes goes by, an hour goes by like nothing, let alone two to three. You're like, oh my gosh, you've been in front of that the whole time. So now yeah. we we personally tried and still try to regulate their screen time to where it's like a couple hours a day, a few hours if it's on a weekend or if they're on vacation. Like today, my youngest, I said, is playing a video game. I'm recording this. I'm going to boot her off probably within the next hour, which is I think a total of like two and a half, three hours she's had today. And it's going to be a long stretch before she could touch TV again. We go, (laughs) go touch grass, go outside and, and, and play. Um, So you're saying TV, are you talking about TV and like phone or system? This is just, uh, this is just 
screen time. I guess, well, I started with TV and now I'm mm-hmm. slowly moving into just general screen time. So it, now we go, I, I, yeah, we started with TV because when you think about it, most kids are going to have access to some sort of programming, right? Um, mm-hmm. That also can now, that also shifts into tablets and mm-hmm. computers, anything with a screen. And I believe there are some medical reasons why yeah. kids shouldn't be staring because of their eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want them being too sedentary, right? And all that. But the thing is, it it again, it's hard. It's not, I don't think it's prescriptive to say, yes, it should be exactly this amount of time. So I think that's why they say, you know, I guess, like, what, I guess two, that's why hours, I, yeah. I I guess that's why I say you should really look at your child and their behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, the the problem with too much screen time, period, and this is with anything, is like any person they get addicted or they get hooked. Not really addicted, truly addicted, but they want more. They want hey. I want to watch the next thing. I want to play the next thing. I want to watch the next thing. I want to play the next thing. And you're just like, hey, man, hey, girl, chill out, slow down. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of TV, Netflix, actually, let's go into the apps. Netflix, I know for sure you can set timers. I believe you can do it with Hulu and Disney Plus as well, where it's like um, you turn off autoplay. I have autoplay turned off. So my child, when they watch an episode, they have to go and click the next one. Yeah. That way it doesn't continuously feed them content. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're still here? Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Because you, we've all seen it, right? You fall asleep. Are you still you watching? Up. Yes. Are you still watching? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> the TV's watching me. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I'm not watching it. Exactly. You know what the, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's that's what I'll do is I'll turn on the uh, I'll turn on the the option or turn off the option that allows autoplay that way they've got to consciously do it. And then with my kids, cause like my kids tried to be slick about it back in the day when I didn't have it turned off. Like, Oh no, this is the same thing. And then I started getting smart and this is a pro tip parent. When you tell your kid, Hey, this episode, and then you're done or this movie, this, then you're done. Do yourself a favor and go look at how much time is left. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll grab the remote or I'll use my phone because my phone controls the Apple TV and I'll click just so the bar shows up on the bottom. And I'm like, okay, 30 minutes. All right. It's 2.15. So 2.45, you should be about done. Barring, yeah. you know, and g- give or take a few minutes or so if they got to go potty or you, whatever the case may be, right? Yeah, but you know, they're going to be watching that time. <laughs> yeah, you, you've, got a, you've got a window to play with of time that you should know this program that they've been consuming or this content they've been consuming should be over. Right. Yeah. So that's another thing you can do. Utilize, utilize that just as a baseline. You can also do things like set timers on your watch or you can set timers on your smart assistant, whether it's an Amazon yeah, like Google or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Amazon. And I'll say it like this, Alex, a, <laughs> or, hmm. or uh, Siri or Google, like you said. So try to like utilize those devices to help you because we're parents. We get caught up in the mix. We do our own thing. Yeah, any yeah. questions? Any questions so far, Big Rich? No, I mean, and I, I think for, I think for me, it would be more of just electronics. Okay. So when it comes to electronics, because just like all parents hopefully they agree with me on this but children could be like lawyers like mm-hmm. you can tell them you can't have tv cool well an hour later hey right, yeah, i'm not on the tv i'm on the playstation or mm-hmm. i'm on the switch or whatever phone and so they will be you, you got you got to put those caveats in there unfortunately or it's just gonna bite you <laughs> and i hate oh, that because yeah. they you know my daughter is like that I mean, I guess both both my kids. So where it's you, you tell them that hey, let's uh, let's cut the screen time down, which is good verbiage because literally almost everything, at least I think, is on the screen from phone, from TV. Everything's a screen, so that, at least in my opinion, eliminates 
ninety percent of you know of electronics. But a lot of times, uh, when it comes to trying to regulate those things, it's trying to maybe be with them too when they're doing it, just so you can have a little bonding time and you know to where they're just not watching it all by themselves. And I know, like you mentioned about the medical aspect. I know when I was growing up, my mom and dad would tell me, don't sit too close to the TV. You oh, know, yeah. I still, I still say that. You know, now, yeah, I still say it too. And then, of course, mm-hmm. now I'm, you know, taking it to my daughter. She's like way up there, like at the TV. And I'm like, yo, just sit back. I mean, can you not see? And then, of course, now she wears glasses. And it's like, oh, I can see why. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, when it comes to, Regulation, you mentioned it depends on the person, it depends on the parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's totally true. And the child. And a child. You know, yeah. and I know there, you know, I know some children, they may not even watch TV <laughs> It's or watch or screen time because they it may not, they may not have any kind of enjoyment out of it. And, yeah. I, you know, hopefully when it comes to kids, Nowadays, they are able to regulate themselves to where they feel like, you know, they feel like, okay, well, man, do I have to be on this thing? You know, sometimes they won't, you know, a lot of times they won't just because it's fun to them. Yeah. And it's, they love it and hopefully they can get away from it, but it's not the easiest thing for parents to try and push them off of it, especially depending on your, you know, where you're located and what you're doing, if you're working from home or because when you're working from home, you know, you got to keep them occupied just so that they won't bother you. But yeah, yeah well, you know, and, and, and the, the kids, you so children don't want to be left out socially. Mm-hmm. You know, I've read plenty of, and, and one of the articles we've, we've used as reference from nationaluniversity.edu says it in this portion that says the negative effects of tech on kids' social development it says it can lead to um, lower self-esteem. Now, I think that's more in reference to social media, but then mm-hmm. also just like behaviorally, the interaction between children is different that are all about tech. You know, yeah. how many of your friends like to text you versus talk with you? You know, you've got a friend that'll want to send you a text message all day, have a conversation all day. And that conversation could have been like 30 minutes if it's all mm-hmm. day or a five minute conversation could have saved you an hour of texting. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's one of the things that, uh, one of the benefits I think of regulation of, of their screen time or technology could help out is with just getting them to express themselves as a person in person versus just, I'm going to send you a message. You think mm-hmm. they have to think for themselves. Um, the attention span is one thing that I've heard argued, but on both sides of that argument, I've also heard that it teaches kids how to um, multitask, enhance learning and retention, you know, and this is according to parade.com. Um, I will get more into creating a more tech positive environment toward the end for children. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll kind of hold off on some of that topic or some of that talk. Smartphones. That's, that's the big elephant in the room, right? Smartphones, yep. because everybody is giving their children smartphones. What age should you give your child a smartphone? This is going to be yet another compact comp cop out um, answer, but it's the truth that depends on the your situation. Child. Mm-hmm. Your situation, you, your budget, whatever the case may be. Now, my oldest is is 12, and I gave her a phone recently over the summer. I didn't want to, but somehow it ended up being cheaper to have four phones on my line versus three. I don't know why, but that's Verizon for you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Was that the reason? That's the reason why I got her a phone. It ended up being cheaper. Oh. Like, you know, I'm just going to get you a phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plus, yeah, you know, I, I, with all her sports <laughs> and moving around, it's probably good for her to have one. Okay. So, but when she gets home, here's a just a fast forwarding to something that we do. When she comes home, she's got to hand me the device. 
If she wants technology, I'll hand her her tablet. Or I'll say, you can have something later. Hand me the device. And she, she on her own, will go in our room with the doors open, knock if it's closed, and go put her phone on our, on our area where we keep her phone. I so, wish that was like a, <laughs> I wish there was a way of, maybe there is a way, but it would be cool if they walk into the door and it'd be like some kind of EMP, the EMP, like, like that. You can, geo, your phone you, can, you can geofence it to where certain oh, things happen. Well, yeah. People use that for like smart home automation. You know, they walk into the oh, okay. house and as soon as they connect to the Wi-Fi or whatever, they detect your phone, like a certain light will come on. Now, will this like deactivate like any social media content to where they can't go on or will they, you know, what, you know like how does that work out? To be honest with you, I've never, I've never tweaked with any of the geofencing. So no, I'm okay. pretty, to, but to answer your question, I'm sure, I'm certain that it's possible. I'm certain it exists. Yeah. yeah you and just that, gotta, yeah, and that's, that's good. I didn't know yeah. that because I thought it was just something that. You know, I, you, you you would have to just take the phone, like you mentioned, just so that you, they won't get onto it. Yeah, yeah. But nah, that'd be like that'd be pretty cool just to just be able to kid just to walk in the door and then they like can't go on their phone because hey, you're inside my house. So guess what? You can't go on the Instagram, TikTok, or whatever you got on your phone. It's just like a dummy phone. It's just for you to make a phone call. <laughs> so and that's that's, that's a great that's a great segue into regulating those devices specifically, even when they're not at home. If you're an iOS person, they have screen time. I don't know what it's called on Android. Uh, I forgot. I, I think it's Google Family, but then you've got the... Yeah, I think we use Google Family Link or something. Yeah, that's yeah, what it's called, Family Apple, Link. Now. Microsoft's got the Microsoft, I think, safety... Oh, good Lord. I should have I should have had that ready. Um, safety, safety account or something like that. And then, of course, there's Apple screen time. And it has to be with that family, right? Like, say, for instance, the Google family, the, you, if you have like a Google TV or a Google tablet or a Google Chromebook, it can regulate all those screen time uh, parental controls, at least to my knowledge. Yeah, they have, a, they have to have a Google account and device. Well, Google mm-hmm. device, if you're going to do it by device, you can also do yep. it by Google account. So I have... Um, all the kids have iDevices, tablets, and then plus the other one's got the phone. They all have the HomePods. So at a certain time, I can make it to where those devices don't, they're inactive. I make it to where um, certain apps are unavailable to them. So you can share your library of apps that mm-hmm. you've downloaded. But you could say, uh, not that one. Yeah. I've made it to where after a certain time or a certain number of hours with the screen time, they have to request more time. They either send me a request, and this is for Microsoft's family control app as well. So I get it for that. And Microsoft, I'm pretty sure Google does it, but Microsoft and, and Apple ecosystems will tell you how much time is spent within each app, website, et cetera. Yep. So like they can only, the kids can only use YouTube kids as an example on their iDevices. They try to go to YouTube in the browser to circumvent that they'll get blocked. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, I was having a conversation with my eldest because she's actually starting to need YouTube for certain things in school. And then mm-hmm. even me, when I send her basketball videos or like science project videos, I forget. She's like, dad, you blocked it. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> and it's like a pain in the butt too. Nah, uh, I, I get mean, that, it can man. be. It, it can yeah. be. You just got to go into their account and say, you know, un- just delete it basically. Now you can do this in an ecosystem level, right? Or you can roll this up to a hardware level such as your router or your switch in your house. So if you've got Google Wi-Fi or any mesh kind of router or smart router with like TP-Link or something, you can go in there and you can set parental controls. So for example, in my in my house, after nine o'clock at night, uh, the internet shuts off on their devices Monday through Friday. All their devices are within a certain group and it shuts off. Now, they can operate the device. You can go and open your tablet, and anything that's on the tablet is on the tablet or the phone, but you're still going to be limited by what you do because now once Google takes over, 
right? Once the router takes over and shuts off their access to the internet, then it rolls over to the ecosystem. So you've got the router saying, okay, no internet access for you. And then the ecosystem being, whether it's Microsoft or Apple, it's going to now say, okay, cool. Well, you can't have these apps open without permission. So yeah. it really it really gets granular to where like they're they're locked down. And you know, my kids don't really complain about it too much unless they have friends over. And then with that, I can make exceptions on the fly and say, Okay, cool, I'll give you another two hours. Yeah. Since you got you got your partners here. But mm-hmm. they understand. They they know the rules. And I think that's the thing that we have to do as parents is let them know it's not that we're trying to put you in prison. It's just that you need to be able to spend more time doing other things. You control the technology. Don't let the technology control you. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, I agree. again, that's easier said than done because there are adults out there who trust their techno lust. <laughs> yeah. One, one piece of software I used to use back in the day when I was getting started, when the kids were, when those, gosh, I only had two kids at that point and my youngest was pretty much a baby, but it was called a canine web protection. It's made by the people who make blue coat. Uh, well, it is blue coat as the company, but they also do proxies. Anyway, um, it's available for windows, Mac OS and Android. I don't think it's on I iOS, but the software was great because you could, um, you could put basically what's the application on that machine and it would treat it as an agent, right? Like it was basically mm-hmm. an agent and then it would filter all kinds of stuff. And you could like go and dial it in with your account and say, okay, I want to stop this, 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 and that. And it was cool. Now, if I'm not mistaken, they were bought by Semantic and they ended support a few years ago for it. So I'm, I'm talking about it, but I don't think that it's available anymore. You guys can double check that, but there are other piece of pieces of software that can control their computer experience, that control their uh, phone experience. Again, doing it from a router level. Ask yourself, you know, what what makes sense for you? Do you want to just control control it through your router? Are you that technical? And a lot of these routers these days, you don't have to be that technical, especially like using Google Wi-Fi as an example. You know, mm-hmm. I'll go and. I log in and I help my par- my parents-in-law with their with their network. You know, I'll just jump jump in real quick. I have the app and I'll go click 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 click. I turn that camera on for you. You know, it's just that simple. Mm-hmm. So it's just another thing that you click. There are some that are a bit more involved. If you're comfortable with the way Apple does things, then just do it through iOS. Yeah. You know, just regulate it there. So you may not want to shut off the entire internet. You may just want to say you can't use these apps after a certain amount of time. Yeah. And that's also with Android. That's also uh, with Microsoft. You go in, go into their computers. I mean, I mean Mac OS. Now I won't speak as much to Linux because Linux is wide open, and it doesn't quite have the market share. Although Android is a variant of Linux, um, I think those who use Linux know what to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Linux dudes are smart, man. They they know exactly mm-hmm. what they're doing. But there's like Go Guardian. You can use Dyn DNS, Net Genie, Net Nanny. That's still a thing. Wow, I'm looking at a Wikipedia for like a list of uh, content control software providers. These are just a few that I remember. Zscaler is another one, but you can use these to try to regulate your children's devices. Yeah, that that's and really I, really helpful. That's good. Yeah, I like it. I like that. And also, when it comes to parenting you'll want to do some research and of course you know definitely do some research on your end and make sure that it's right for you whichever way you go Uh, i know we're we're like sort of like 50 50 when it comes to the android to the apple and Mm -hmm. google and all those things Uh, but if you have the ecosystem of the google roll with that if you have the ios ecosystem roll with that if it makes it easier for you roll with it because i mean at least i think of it this way all these tech companies want the same goal and the goal is to keep children safe keep you know keep everyone safe when it comes to at least 
quick is so that the kids don't have a way of retrieving certain content and getting into you, certain you things. You totally went in a direction that I was not expecting. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say they all have one goal, and that's to keep you in their ecosystem. <laughs> that's what uh, I was thinking. That's true. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> They want to keep too, you but... coming back for more. Yeah, and that's true. I'm I, I mean, pessimistic. They, they <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but I mean, yeah, it's true. I mean, they do want to. They do want to for you to get in to buy their product, of course. But of course, of course. Before, you know, hopefully, they are still wanting to have everybody be safe, all the children yeah. be safe. Because I mean, they they don't want children out there just looking up random stuff. So, oh yeah, I mean, there's there, there's it, definitely a duty to to doing that, you know, and they get they get hit hard by regulators if they don't. So yeah, yep. And that's that's, that's also gonna... the other part of it. <laughs> and I know that's the one thing I know I read in one of these things. I think you uh you had mentioned it about the lack of uh attention when it comes yeah. to technology. Like do you uh you get that from your kids? Like they kind of tune you out when they're yes. doing something technology, like <laughs> Yes, absolutely. My eldest yeah. got her phone taken away this morning because oh. my, my wife was trying to talk with her on the way to the camp about something. And they're doing a secret Santa, and she was trying to get gift ideas for the person she's supposed to be secret Santa for. And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So my wife snatched the phone and tossed it in the back seat. She was like, cool, you can just leave that here. I do understand her frustration because yeah, she she did that to me yesterday. And I looked at her as I was driving, and I said, oh, excuse me, the day before, Sunday. It was Sunday. And I said, do me a favor, put the phone down and listen. So then she had it in her hands like this. I said, no. I said, put it down. Put it right there in the cup holder. For those of you, that was me hitting the table to show the dramatic oh, I heard flair there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she puts it on the, in the cup holder. And I was like, okay, softer next time when I'm talking with you. Pay attention, please. I'm trying to inform you about whatever we were talking about, which was semi-important. But the whole point is, whether it's, it's actually important or not, it is a respect thing. A respect thing. It is important to give your attention and respect to the person who's conversing with you. And so that's what mm-hmm. I was trying to get across to her. So... Games. We haven't touched on games, and I don't want to forget that. Video games, my rule is like no more than a couple hours at a time. Sometimes just an hour, especially for my five-year-old. He'll just jump on there. He'll get get going, and then he's like, ah. And so one thing that's really cool my wife has been doing is she's been giving him like two five-minute warnings. Ten minutes out, all right, it's going to get shut down. 10 minutes, five minutes out, got five minutes or two, whatever. But she gives them within a 10 minute window, two warnings. So that way when we get to, all right, bro, it's time to pack it up. He doesn't freak out, pass out, have a tantrum because he tried to do that BS when he was younger, try to fall out on the floor. And when he did that, I'd said, cool. So now you've lost it for the next day. Maybe the day after. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. I'm like, no, man, if this is how you're going to act, when you don't get the technology, then you don't need to have it. It's that simple. Second them there. <laughs> you know, that's and that's true. and and I think that's something that as parents that you can't use technology to regulate. You as a parent need to be firm in your delivery and consistent. And that's just with like all that. things parenting. But you got to be firm and consistent and say, look, it's not to hurt you, but you can't sit here and do this all day. You know, we talked yeah. about some of the native, negative effects um, of technology already, and we'll go back and recap, and we'll do positive versus negative when I talk about doing like a tech-positive environment, as I like to call it. Um, with video games, Microsoft, Steam, Sony, they've got parental controls within their ecosystems. You're going to keep hearing me say that word over and over is because that's the world that we live in technologically. Mm-hmm. You've got everything broken down into ecosystems that allow you to live in that world, whether it's the PlayStation world, the Xbox world, the iOS, the Android, the Windows, I mean, et cetera, and whatnot. 
everything is an ecosystem. So get used to thinking about it that way. If you're comfortable in these ecosystems, think about what you use every day. Maybe you do it at a more granular level. Think about your approach and what you're trying to accomplish. Heck, write it down. Write it down. What am I trying to do? How do I tackle that? Is there something that can do it all that will help me out? Or can I use one or two pieces of technology to cover everything? Do I got to use five, six? Now, if it becomes one of those things where it's like you got to you got to go through 12 remotes to turn a TV on and off. Okay. That's a bit much. Nobody likes yeah. that house. You just say, I'm not watching TV cause I got to do all these steps. So mm-hmm. try to make it simple for you, but then also try to make it simple for the kid. And again, consistently, you know, regulate their tech, uh, regulate their experience, but then also make it to where, the child understands you're not trying to be rude and you're not trying to punish them by regulating it. It's really for their safety. And it's, again, you're seeing the long term of teaching them that willpower and that responsibility, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. let's recap some of the negative things, right? So what are the negative effects of technology in general and spending too much time? Well, we've talked about low self-esteem. There are studies, lots of studies that show, especially amongst adolescent uh, females, that Mm -hmm. social media is really bad. They have negative body imaging uh, uh, images. Excuse me. They think negatively of their own appearance. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like they look at somebody and like, oh, I wish I can look like her or look like him. Right, right. I mean- an increased lack of privacy. And this is, if you'd like to follow along and go look at this, this is according to WGU, westerngovernorsuniversity.edu. We'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah. Um, lower attention span or risk of depression. I think that kind of goes in with the self-imaging thing. Obesity, because yeah. they don't want to do anything, right? They want to just mm-hmm. sit and be on tech all day. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a restaurant or an event and I see a bunch of parents doing their thing, these skinny mom and dads with their larger child who's just sitting there at a table at the restaurant eating with the tablet in one hand and the fork in the other. Yeah. As an aside, as an aside, this is something, and I I don't always do it, so I'm not going to sit here and, and make myself sound like a saint. However, nine times out of 10, I don't bring my phone to the table. That's one thing. I don't do as I, or I try not to do is bring my phone to the table because then it introduces tech being okay at the table. And it shows that it creates a disconnectedness, disconnected, disconnectness. Yeah. I agree, dude. I like that. I love that you said that. I never, I, I don't really watch TV at the table unless like the Spurs are playing or the heat or Cowboys, like if it's a sporting event. But when I do have the TV on, I put the TV on mute. Mm-hmm. So I can't hear everything. But if I want the option to look up while I'm eating, that's fine. However, if the kids are at the table, then it becomes one of those things like automatically it goes on mute. Unless it's unless it's one of those nights, like every once in a while we'll do it where it's just like a Friday night. No one's got school or it's a Saturday night. We're having some pizza, we're having some wings, some burgers, whatever, and we're really lax, then sure, I'll leave the TV on, I'll leave the volume on. And that's why I say the nine times out of 10. Try to yeah, keep that stuff, that, that stuff away from the table, unless it's one of those things where you have to show them something. Oh, hey, check, you, you got to see this. Look at this. Yeah. But like many things, it can probably wait. Just finish yeah. your meal. Yeah, and I was going to say, too, you know, when you do that, yeah, it does introduce the technology. And you want to have more of like a closeness with your family and mm-hmm. techno- and having the phone at the table or a TV near you is not being close to you, your family. I mean, I'm not trying to bash you or bash anybody about it. But, you know, that, that's something that I I would love to try and do myself. But, yeah, it's, if you know, it, it, of course, it's all 
depending on situation to where if you have a significant other that works super late, but then you want to get dinner, you know, that, then it's not going to be a family sitting because you're missing right. someone or right. if your kids are somewhere else. I mean, okay. Uh, of course, like when you are, say, for instance, eating, like you mentioned, watching the movie, you guys all agreed that this is what a family time is going to be at. We're going to be watching the movie while we're eating or right, in the, right. at the dinner table, however you have your, or however, you have your, however you have your house set up. Right. And I know for us, we unfortunately don't do it that much just because the wife works a lot, especially now and days because of what she's, you know, when it comes to her job. But Mm -hmm. when we do get an opportunity, then, yeah, that's something that we want to do. And we, you know, I always tell the kids, okay, if we're, if all of us are here, okay, bump it, put your phone in your room or put your phone uh, somewhere to where you can't be at the table because you know, we want to talk. We want to get to, yeah, I would hate to say get to know you, but, you know, get to see what's going on with you. You know, just get, you know, talk to you about, you know, like last night we had talked about something and we had wanted to talk to everybody, talk to everybody about it, not just to one particular individual. We want to talk to the whole entire family about it. That's one way of getting closer is just sitting at the table and just conversing. And that's one thing that's unfortunate about technology is that, it could be a, that's one of the negative impacts is it can be a killer for family interaction. And I know I agree oh, with, yeah. you know, I agree with, you know, like you mentioned that, what you know, that WGC website, it's, uh, I'm sorry, WGU website, you know, it mm-hmm. does tell you a lot of different things that, you know, especially when you go down the list, talk about fa- falling grades. Oh my yeah. goodness. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's not, of course, some, you know, it's not a mind blown moment, but it's like, something that we're going through, at least I am, you know, with my child that is in middle school, that's like, uh, he's going through some times and it's like, okay, I, I can't say that if that's the reason why those are the reasons why his grades are falling, you know, you can't pinpoint that on technology, but maybe it has some kind of negative effect on him or on it, the children. It just might. And it gives you, it gives you a place to start, right? Where you can say, mm-hmm. okay, let's, let's try to dial this back let's yeah, tweak takes this a, let's tweak that yeah. hey and one thing you mentioned way. yeah one thing you mentioned real quick uh about you know your i know your wife works late sometimes one way to kind of think about it in my opinion not telling you how to parent but just something mm-hmm. <clears throat> i think that you might help renew your mind so to speak is sure you don't have all your family at the table but you have your family at, at, your, at the table. Mm-hmm. This is the yep. family that you have. So yep. be with and be eat, eat with the family that you have available. Yeah. Some is better you than know? none. Right. Exactly. You know, mom might not be there or your or dad or your brother might not be there. And it might just be you and your daughter or you and your son or any combination of you all. But Hey, this is the family that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, yep especially working from home. I don't sit at the table a lot because I'm sitting down at a desk. I come, I'll make my food and I'll stand in the kitchen and I'll eat. But when my wife, if she's working from home the same day and she's sitting at the table, I'll stand and I make sure I face her because sometimes I'm not, I'll have my back to the kit, to the dining room because I, dining room is right next to the kitchen, but I'll turn around and I'll face her. So even though I'm not sitting with her, I'm talking with her and we're doing the family thing while we both Mm -hmm. eat. You know, and that's just us two at the house. So bullying. Well, this article mentions that uh, Big Rich and I have decided to parlay that over to a discussion later on about bullying in general. I think that Mm -hmm. is a big enough topic that warrants its own episode. So stay, be, be on the lookout for that in the future. Social interaction issues, I think we touched on that earlier. We don't need to discuss that. That's one of those, to me, no-brainer things. Mm -hmm. More time on technology means less interaction with people. Yeah. Could mean. And I could say it's always that, but it could mean that. Now, Mm -hmm. I want to talk about creating a tech-positive environment, as I like to call it. I say that because technology is a blessing. It's helped us out in so many different ways, accomplished so many different things. I talked about opening the show, <laughs> a freaking French press, stainless steel French press. Is mm-hmm. it a phone? Is it electronic? No, it's not. But it's technology. So one thing that we do is 
we talk to our kids right away when they get these devices. We talk to them about what to do with them, what not to do. If people are looking for this information, don't give it to them because our kids play Roblox and Minecraft mm. and they do they do online multiplayer stuff. Let's just focus on gaming for a moment. Somebody's asking you for your real name, pictures of you, your phone number, and the like. No, my daughter who's at this sports camp right now for for basketball, when I heard there was tech and they're going to be teaching them, it's like, cool. If they ask you to give out your email address or sign up for an account on anything, tell them, nah, you got to talk to my dad about that. Mm-hmm. They want you to create an account and share a password. No. And just as a total PSA for the rest of you, I wouldn't use beef stew as a password because it's not stroganoff. That is true. (laughs) I can. (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds really good. Got our dad joke in. There it is. (laughs) Wait, wait, hold on. on. I got you covered. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. go. <laughs> All right, uh, that's the one. Five <laughs> so, minutes wasted. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. So, <laughs> I'm just tech tech positive environment. Let the kids know what it's. Talk to them. Hey, this is what the technology is used for. This is mm-hmm. what the TV we we watch TV for entertainment. We use it to learn things, right? Mainly entertainment, but. It can be used to learn. It can be yep. used to share information. Yeah. Your tablet, your tablet and your phone. Well, obviously the phone, because it is a phone, although it's a mini tablet with a phone app, right? These mm-hmm. days. But your yep. phone is to make is used primarily the function is to make calls. There's a number associated with it that allows you to make phone calls. You can also get your news, the weather, track your cycles if you're a woman, you know, you can there's entertainment, there's a wealth. Tablet, same things apply. A computer, for the most part, your laptop and your desktop can do those things, although they're less mobile than shoving a phone in your pocket. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. creating a tech-positive environment, to me, is letting your children know exactly what technology is being used for what are the ups and downs of said technology and not creating an environment of fear when it comes to these technologies. Now, let them know the dangers. Again, the dark web, child predators, as I like to put it. Mm -hmm. Um, These things are available and there are people out there who don't do nice things with children's data with people's data in general. So you let them know that, but the tech positive would be like, Hey, come on home. Is your homework done? Did you do your chores? Cool. Did you read a book? That's one thing I like to do, especially when they're on vacation. I make them read before they touch any technology. That's a good idea. So I told my daughter earlier, 30 minutes. I'm going to let, and I, I usually make her read two, two times for 30 minutes. I say, hey, okay, chapter book and a graphic novel. So she got my Batman versus Ninja Turtles graphic novel. She started reading that. I'm like, cool. I'm good with that. Get your eyes on some words and pictures. Right. And I was going to say, yeah, don't go, you know, the one thing I will say, like you mentioned that, not a Kindle or yes. an iReader. Yeah. Uh, a Get book, an actual book. book yes. Book. Physical, physical book paper. Yes. Yeah. That's a great, that's actually a, a great um, comment. So, I have them do that. They read before they they touch the technology as another thing of tech, uh, creating a tech positive environment. But then I'll say, go play a game, go watch movies, go watch TV shows. If all three of them are any combination at, or, or at home, I'll say, okay, you get a 30 minute show. Like if it's all three of them, 30 to 45 minute show, you get a show, you get a show of the same time. So you're looking at anywhere from an hour and a half to two and a half hours worth of content, yeah. right? Between mm-hmm. all three of them or two or whatever, or one, right? If it's one kid by themselves, or if, if it's all three of them, I say, okay, you all get 30 to 40 minutes of shows, or you get to pick one movie together, mm-hmm. right? 
So I'll, I'll tell them that. Watch a movie and then take a break. Go do your thing. Another tech positive thing. I was telling you the kids have the smart speakers. So they're able to do their listening to their music. They can ask, you know, their assistant questions. Uh, they can hop on their iPads and they could call my parents on FaceTime. They like to do that. Even when they're grounded, that is the one caveat I give them. I'm like, you can always call your grandparents. But when you do that, you need to do it when they're in, like, if they're grounded, you need to do it where we can see you. You just can't go in your room because you might tell me I'm calling grandma, but I'm really playing Roblox. I ain't boo-booed fool. Right. So (laughs) you're going to sit there out in the open. And that's the other thing. Get them used to doing certain things in the open, not because you're trying to be nosy, right? But just say, hey, you can sit out here. You don't have to go and hide in your room. Also, on that same, on the other side of that, it's okay to let them go in their rooms yeah, and, and have some time on their devices, in my opinion, or I a designated area that's a way. Give them that little bit of privacy because mm-hmm. we're sharing the home with them. Yeah. Show them the yeah. cool things that you can do. Like I, I showed my, I showed my younger daughter. I actually, I need to do it with my son when I turn the, when I turn the sprinklers on in the, in the fall or in the spring. But I showed her I can control all the sprinklers with my phone. She was like, dude, <laughs> you know, you know, my kids think it's the greatest thing when I leave the house and I forget something and I call them on the intercom through, you know, through all the smart speakers. And I'll say, Hey, I've been trying to call somebody pick up the phone. That's and what then we it, do. Yeah. Then it rings throughout the house and they're like, Oh, Hey, yep. Hey, Hey, we'll call you right back. My kids love being able to see their friends pull up to the doorbell while they're watching TV. And they're like, Oh, so-and-so's here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or if they have they happen to have a device with them that's inter- that's compatible with the doorbell, they'll talk with them directly. Hey, we'll be out in like 30 minutes. My dad's making me clean the bathrooms or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah. Again, because with technology, man, there are a ton of positives. You can use it to build your Web presence, obviously, if you want to be an influencer or have a web presence, right? But there, it can enhance learning. So, like using basketball or guitar or being a mechanic, you might learn something that you didn't know about fixing an issue in your home. You can use yeah. it to play a, to watch a bunch of guitar videos and learn a scale or chords that you didn't know basketball you can watch it and go oh man i didn't know about this type of dribble let me see how it's done too yeah it it can be efficient it could be educational it can be entertainment as as mentioned multiple times so kids can use technology for good and a lot of times they do that's what they're doing in school they're using the technology for good you know there's education apps that the children can use um you got to teach them responsibility. I can, I'm going to harp on that over and over and over and over and over. There are tons of services available to you as a parent that you can use for them. Like, um, not not Brain Pop, but there's like Class Dojo. Uh, there are. No, I use Class Dojo too. Yeah, or, or sorry, not. It's not. Well, Class Dojo, I think, just tracks like their progress, right, and tells you what they're doing activities think, in school. But there's there's yeah. another one that my kids use. I can't think of the name, but. Fill in the blank. Any yeah. any service that allows the children to continuously do work. I think it is brain pop. That's what I'm thinking of. That allows them to continuously do work even outside of school and over the summer. So we talked about this in our back to school episode activity that we had them do to beat the summer slump. We got mm-hmm. them books, but we would also have them do apps and play yeah. games. Um I think, is it math? Not mathnasium, math something. But there's like a math focused one. You've also got stuff like Khan Academy and, um, oh, what's the one? ABC Mouse. Oh, ABC small Mouse. Kids. Yeah. yeah the, and then there's another one that's like ABC Mouse that I can't think of. But there's so many, so many positives to technology as well as the negatives, but there's a lot more, in my opinion, positive these days. You just, that's something, yeah, that's something that parents need to understand that yeah. there are a lot more positives than they think, you know, than yeah. they are negative. 
because a lot yeah. of people have this conversation that technology is bad for the world, and that's not always the case, at least in my opinion. Hey, our world is our world may feel as though it has gotten smaller, and some ways it has, right? In other ways, it's so large. We can reach out and touch somebody across the globe in real time quicker than we've ever been able to do before. And it's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. It's a frightening thing at the same time because it's like, dang, yeah. that really happened that quick. But it's a beautiful thing, man. We're able to interact with each other. And what you don't want to do is, at least in my opinion, you don't want to set your children so far back behind that they struggle in school because the schools are using technology. Yep. I was exactly going to say that. You know, and, and my my daughter was smirking yesterday when I was talking with her because the guy from Accenture was talking to them about technology in class and all this other stuff. She was like, man, my dad already taught me this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I was proud of her though. Cause it, I mean, it, she retained more than I thought. So that's always a mm-hmm. positive thing, man. That's, that's, that's great. You have any, um, you have any thoughts? I know I've kind of talked at length. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing too is to study your children. Yes. Uh, I only say that because, when it comes to understanding what they're learning, what they're learning in school and what their learning mm-hmm. curve is, maybe certain technologies would help them. So just understand your children or at least study your children to see what they're doing and how they're learning and what you can do to better understand them. I think that's something that we all need to do as parents just to figure that out. Ask them questions. Yeah, ask them questions. Talk to them in the daily uh, even if they don't talk to you, make them talk to you. You know, like, hey, you know, I'm, I care about you. I mean, what are you learning? My, my wife so, does yeah. a good job of checking in with the with the kids, teachers um, through technology. I do a better job of doing it in person when I see them because it's like you see them and it's like, hey, how are they doing? Yeah, at least you can do that, man. My teachers be ducking and hiding, like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I don't get to talk. From- I don't get to talk to all of them, but because I'm involved with their school from a from a sports perspective, like I've built a relationship enough where I can just say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so, let me holler at yep. you real quick. Yeah, so definitely, you know, I think, I think this was a really, really wonderful episode, especially when it comes to regulation of technology, because there, there may not be parents out there that understand the technology that's going on now, but maybe they need some help with it. And I'm glad that you know, I would say you because you're more technological than I am because <laughs> of you know what you do. So you know, I'm glad this was just an episode that we got out and was able to push out. But yeah, that's all I got when it comes to technology. Yeah, you know, don't man. live in the past, man. It's you gotta go forward, embrace it. You, you have it. It's, it's here. It is literally here. And and certain technology that has stood the test of time, that's still available. It's because it's tried and true. But around mm-hmm. that existing technology that is i mean the toilet how much how much can you innovate on the toilet it, it does what it needs to do um, the bidet man man i've seen some crazy bidets for real <laughs> i'm like that thing does everything but the kitchen sink i ain't gonna God. lie that's what i was that's what i was like oh a bidet what maybe that wasn't a good it? example <laughs> yeah they have even brushed up on their technology when you could just sprinkle some water up you do yeah anyway oh my god <laughs> we reinvented the wheel have yeah. you seen our version of the wheel? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, this one is man. This episode went by so quick, man. Like I feel yeah. like I feel like we're just barely scratching the surface. So once again, call to action for y'all. Let us know what you liked, didn't like. If there was anything you didn't like or anything that you did like, let us know how you felt. Let us know what you want to hear about. Like this is this show. We do it for you. We do it for you. Yep. All the dads mm-hmm. out there and the mommies. Hey, we're just we're 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 called dad mode, but this is a parental podcast. It's parenting from a dad's perspective because because from that's who view. that that's right. That's who we are. But we would love to hear from each and every one of you out there. We love y'all. Thank you for the support. Toodles. Toodles. Toodles.